Hello, fellow traveler on this treacherous, mysterious, very long yet very short journey called human incarnation. This is your host, Tanya, and you are listening to the Metamystic Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the very first installment of the Metamystic Podcast. This is your host, Tanya, and I am so happy to have you here. Welcome. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I know this has been a doozy of a year, to say the least. And at the time of this recording, we are at the very tail end of what is sure to go down in history as the very epically crazy year that is 2020. And if you're anything like me, uh, something that may have gotten you through this year is something that a lot of people are very into these days, Uh, self-development practices, wellness culture, and the infinite inspiration to come out of the esoteric arts. These things are more popular than ever, and I have to admit, I am a huge stan of all of them. Uh, But with that said, I, as someone who considers myself a fairly reasonable and socially conscious person, uh, do have some concerns with some of the things I see coming out of the New Age these days. And I wanted to create this podcast to provide an alternative space to really dive deep into a lot of these more esoteric concepts, but to do so through a critical lens that is a bit more self-aware, pragmatic, and dare I say meta (laughs) than uh, what I see out there right now. So just to give you some context, I wanted to explain a bit about the ethos of this podcast right up top. I think that an interest in alternative spiritual practices is a very normal and healthy thing. And this is especially true when things are very uncertain uh, from a social perspective. There is an amazing book called Occult America by the author Mitch Horowitz that I highly recommend. And in that book, he actually provides a chronology of the correlation of interest in alternative spiritual practices and social upheaval through the lens of American history. So this isn't a new thing. It's very normal and, in my view, healthy. Um, I'm someone that has always been interested in what we would call the woo. I uh, was the little girl growing up who would be in my backyard mixing up potions with mud and sticks and running around the neighborhood chasing my friends, trying to get them to let me hypnotize them. And, you know, as an adult, I really take uh, great interest in the principles coming out of the new age, and I take them very seriously, especially the concepts surrounding the causative nature of the mind, something that has always been very inspirational for me and important in my everyday life. That being said, uh, I think that they're from a historical perspective, And when we're looking at some modern trends are some things that we really need to be cognizant of when we're talking about uh, wellness culture and new age beliefs. 
And, you know, anytime we're talking about abstract concepts that are really stretching our psyche to the bounds of known reality, there's always going to be a risk of sloppy thinking in these areas. And that's, you know, it's harmless enough until it's not. And in these spaces, there is a real risk of shit getting very ideological really quick. And I think that's something to keep in mind because, you know, we only have to turn on HBO or Netflix to see any one of a number of documentaries um, of really uh, destructive cults that started out as New Age movements. Uh, You can look at the Nexium cult, for example, and that is an extreme example. And aside from those extreme examples, I see a much more concerning trend from a broader perspective, which is a tendency to engage in conspiratorial thought and um, a tendency to put the importance of individual sovereignty over any sense of collective responsibility within the wellness cultures and self-development practices of the 2020 modern day culture. And so, you know, this is a really concerning thing uh, in the context of a global pandemic that is disproportionately harming some of our most vulnerable communities. And so I wanted to provide an alternative space to have conversations surrounding all kinds of esoteric ideas and principles of self-development and wellness, which are very important to engage with, but to also ground them in a real sense of advocacy and community and responsibility. Um, I love this astrologer, Eliza Kelly, and she always says that spirituality without advocacy is just bigotry. And the more I'm thinking about this concept, the more I think that that's very true. And so I am so excited for you to join me on this journey, um, moving ahead as we have these conversations. Thank you for being here. I hope you're well. Uh, We have a great first podcast for you today with the amazing Libby Blacklight Carlson. So let's go ahead and get into the pod. And a quick word about today's guest, Libby Blacklight Carlson. Uh, Libby is a good friend of mine and is an extremely interesting and well-rounded person. Uh, She's done all kinds of very cool things in life, including um, working as a dean of culture in several schools and more recently working for a holistic nutrition company, which she talks a bit about in the podcast. Unfortunately, we did record this first episode during a Mercury retrograde, and in true retrograde fashion, uh, part of the beginning of this recording uh, was not quite picking up in Zoom, so forgive us for jumping right into the conversation. A little bit of 
Libby's backstory um, did not quite pick up on this episode, but that's okay. We're going to have her back to tell us more of her interesting stories and experiences um, in the future on the podcast for sure. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome to the podcast, Libby Blacklight Carlson. Like all day long, I'm watching the news briefings about COVID and then like all the, the, the three murders happened and I was just angry yeah. all the time and yelling at the TV, yelling at Facebook. Like I was just always either angry or crying. And my son said to my husband, um, daddy, mommy cried all day again today and yelled at the TV a bunch. I think she needs to stop watching the news. <laughs> yeah. And he's four. So I was yeah. like, wow, he's really insightful. Like maybe I do need to do something different. Right. Like entirely and um like I was running out of medication and I didn't have insurance and you know I took piles of medication to sleep because I couldn't sleep and I had anxiety and um pain and um I got involved with this company and I was it I did what they call an ultimate lifestyle transformation and it's Mm -hmm. like not just these nutrients like every single aspect of my life changed Mm -hmm. completely um I I don't take any medications anymore. I, wow. I use food as medicine completely. It's all it's all about like knowing the right combinations of food, what foods I need for mm-hmm. my issues, and um, and really just like being mindful of my thoughts mm-hmm. um, and my mindset, yeah, and um, my vibration. You know, and like mm-hmm. that that like stuff where my husband was like, "Oh, you're getting into the weird stuff now." Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like if he knew that I just picked up this book, uh, let your spirit guide speak. And like, that's really where I'm at. Like, I just feel like there's the universe has opened up to me now that I don't like, I haven't rejected meditation and like spirituality and, um, like it's so much, so much is happening for me. So many things are always working out for me as Abraham Hicks likes to say, things are always working out for me. Things are always Mm -hmm. working out for me. And like in the strangest ways, like ever since I started this, these last four months have just been like the world's in chaos and everybody's kind of in a rough place. And my world, mm-hmm. my world is just spiraling upwards, you know, like yeah. I can feel myself elevating to a new place. And it's been being. four months, four months. That's yeah. it. And it's just like a huge transformation, like ultimate lifestyle transformation for real. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like amazing. in every way. Yeah. And I think what's so interesting about that is that, you know, we, I think a lot of people are really interested in doing self-development work, energy work right now. But a lot of things that we often overlook are the really basic things like what are we eating? Are we drinking enough water? And how much that can make a difference in everything for us? is that water filtered? Is it purified? Does it have minerals in it? You know, what temperature is that water? Do you put lemon in it? Do you put cayenne in it? Like there's a whole chapter in a book that I read uh, last month, Super Life by Darian Olean. And he's like, there's a whole chapter on water and like our bodies are 98% water. Like Mm -hmm. it's important. It's not something to be overlooked. It's not like, yeah, you can get water in other things. No, you need water is important. Like it's really important. Yeah. And for anyone listening um, who's interested in some of this stuff that Libby is talking about, her Instagram account is amazing. She talks a lot about diet and holistic living on her account. So I highly recommend checking her out there. 
And one of the posts that I really loved from you, I think it was a couple weeks ago, you were talking about keto and yeah. how you had tried keto and it just was not working out for you. Um, and I last year had been on a keto kick and completely destroyed my immunity, <laughs> I feel like. Right. So um, can you speak a bit about the differences between the things that you're doing diet wise now and like your thoughts on the whole keto trend. Absolutely. So yeah, I remember that post it like people get really, really angry when you like challenge their keto because they're like, keto works because I can eat all the bacon and butter I want. And mm -hmm. it's like really if you really think that eating lots of bacon and butter is good for you, you're seriously fooling yourself. Like you're lying to yourself. Like mm -hmm. no doctor tells you that bacon and butter is like really good for you in high amounts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um and I, that's why I latched onto it. I mean, I love bacon and I love butter and I love meat <laughs> and I love cheese. And I like, so I was like, I could eat all the things I really love. And it's like trendy, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't doing, wasn't doing anything for my pain. It wasn't doing anything good for me. Um, mm -hmm. So um, what I'm doing now is more like an alkaline, alkalizing diet and okay. uh, plant, definitely plant-based, um, mm -hmm. avoiding like white sugar and, um, flour and a lot of, you know, gluten really, um, mostly gluten is gone. And, and the grains I stick to are more like quinoa and, and healthier grains. Like I don't, I try to stay away from rice and, and regular pasta. Like I like an almond pasta is nice, but um, it's really about clean whole foods as much as possible and, and, and raw as often as you can handle. It's, it gets harder in the winter, but like raw, clean, whole foods, organic, um, are, is like the way to clean your system, to get your lymphatic system moving. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's your immunity. If you have your lymphatic system clear and like flowing really well, your, your immunity is boosted. And then there's, then there's your gut biome. And that mm -hmm. is like your totally. second brain. Your yeah. gut is your second brain. And mm -hmm. like we, everything that we eat when we eat the ch cheese, processed foods, um, meat from factory farms, it's just filled with antibiotics, chicken. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just pumping these animals that we eat filled with antibiotics and antibiotics kills everything in your gut biome. So mm -hmm. um, in the movie, Kiss the Ground, if you're interested in learning some more about like how your food is actually digested, it's not your body that does it. It's the, the, the microbiome. There's the micro um, organisms in your gut mm -hmm. that actually digest the food and you get the energy off of what they produce from eating it. And so when you use antibiotics in all of your food, that just kills all those things. So then your digestive system is like stuck. Yeah. And that's why everybody's like, you know, constipated all the time and needs to, they're always <laughs> looking for like ways to get things moving. But like, it's really because you need the right things in there. No amount, no, there's not a lot of great probiotics on the market. There's a lot of them that are shit that aren't, aren't worth a damn, you know, and like uh -huh. you got to get the right probiotic, prebiotic and something that draws the glyphosate out of your system because glyphosate is in everything, food, water, air. I mean, they find it in the umbilical cords of babies. Oh, wow. Um, it's so pervasive. And it's like, uh -huh. it's, it's even organic. It's even uh -huh. inorganic because it's everywhere. It's in the water table, it's in the air. So like even an organic farm is gonna have levels of glyphosate in it, you uh -huh. know? Um, and so that's why I love my company actually has the only product that has proven to draw glyphosate out of the system. And I really think that's what's boosted cool. my immunity and like gotten rid of all my pain and nice. allowed me to like sleep 
um, mm-hmm. without a pile of drugs. So, mm-hmm. and what's the company's that. name? Uh, Perium. Curium. Awesome. I will say if there's anything I have taken from my experiences trying the ketogenic diet, it's that, you know, my brain functions so much better when I do allow fats in and it has to be healthy fat provided, but there's so much in our culture that's completely BS about the mm-hmm. evils of fat. Like everything that's fat-free is promoted as a it's diet so food. And then they pack it with sugar, which is just spiking your insulin levels. And it's just so ridiculous. So, I mean, for me, if there's anything I've taken from it, like fat is absolutely necessary for my brain, at least to function. Oh, yeah. I, I need meat in small quantities, but I do feel like I need some animal-based products in order to just have the cognitive focus I need to do my job, but not as much as you would ever do on a ketogenic diet at all. Right. And you can get your fats from a lot of things. Right. Too. I mean, nuts are wonderful. Like mm-hmm. I love cashew and avocados. Cashew cream, avocados. There's just yeah. there's a lot of fats you can get from that. And then if you're eating meat, which is fine, we what we need to do is like vote with our dollar. And so mm-hmm. we need to support um people that are producing meat the way that it should be, where the cows roam free and they mm-hmm. eat grass, not corn, and they're not pumped full of antibiotics. Same thing yeah. with chicken, free range chicken. Like that's yeah. another thing in Kiss the Ground that they are actually, when they are roaming free and eating out in the pastures, they're actually regenerating the soil. So mm-hmm. a good farm would like rotate pastures. So the cows and the chickens are regenerating the soil. Cause yes. like these factory farms are just stripping all the nutrients from the soil and just pounding it with glyphosate and killing everything and if they keep continuing to run the planet the way they are I don't know we have something like 60 harvests left before there's no you know topsoil right and that's desertification and I mean I learned about desertification back in 20 years ago in college and like it's it's been happening all this time and Mm -hmm. these factory farms are a huge culprit of what they're just destroying our soil they're the even the stuff they're growing it doesn't have the nutrients in it because the nutrients aren't in the soil Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think that that's definitely something important to talk about now too is that you know, especially out here in Colorado, there are wildfires, unprecedented wildfires everywhere where I am right now. And, you know, I feel that we're really seeing the effects of global warming like today, right now in 2020 on top of everything else that has been going on this year. So something that I'm interested in talking about surrounding all of that, because you talked about mindset is, What's been helping you when you see these, you know, unprecedented social changes and very real impacts of climate change at this point? It's very scary for a lot of people. I know it has been for me. What are some of the mindset techniques that you're using to not only cope with the situation, but to be activated and present and be um, inspired to help change the situation today? Okay, um, so my the first thing I did was I changed the way that I digest media. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you are feeling overwhelmed by all the crazy that is out there mm-hmm. and you're digging into it, 
what you're going to see in your feed is more things to like make you feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to be reading article after article after article and video after video. And that is just taking you down because mm -hmm. you're sad and you're frustrated and you're angry and you're like, the government has to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And so I just stopped all the scrolling and mm -hmm. I choose when I digest media, I find like good sources and I will like go in and see what I need to see in order to help be a part of the solution. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing. It's like, you have to control your social media interactions. Don't let it control you yeah. because we, we really need to keep our vibrations high and focused on solutions mm -hmm. and not just bogged down by the problems and thinking that government's going to come save us. Because even if they did come up with, if they passed the Green New Deal by some miracle, it's going to take years for everybody to like get on board with it. And it, it, I think it starts with ourselves. Like mm -hmm. what can I personally do to make a, an impact mm -hmm. and how can I share this thing that I'm doing so that other people can do it? Because the more of us as an individual on an individual basis, make changes in our diet and the, the way that we, you know, with compost, instead of just throwing all that compost that could be regenerating the soil and the garbage, if we have it actually picked up by compost or we're composting it into our own gardens, there are so many things that we can do on an individual level. I mean, dryer balls are simple, right? Shampoo bars instead of plastic bottles. Like what can you do every day? If you think, okay, I'm gonna find one more way to be more, to leave less of a, of a um, what is it, the footprint? You know, like my, mm -hmm. I need to like make sure that I am a part of the solution. And then I can share, look, I found this thing where like, I don't have to get plastic bottles anymore. I have like, a, I get a paper box of little tablets, the little pieces of paper that I dissolve right into my washer. So I don't need to buy this big plastic thing with these things covered in plastic and all these chemicals. Mm -hmm. um, there's just more natural ways to vote with your dollar, you know, and make sure mm -hmm. that you're a part of the solution and you share that kind of like in enthusiastically. Like I'm finding all these great ways to be a part of the solution that's what I share on social media so that mm -hmm. other people can like take away from that tangible things that they personally can do. That's the books that I'm reading. It's like, yes, the, we, this is how we got to where we go. We are right now with global warming. Um, but here's what we can do to change it. Mm -hmm. And so that's, it's the, what we can do to change it that I'm focusing on. Cause it's mm -hmm. that mindset piece. So like worrying is praying for something you don't want. Yeah. Okay. So you want to focus on what you do want. What is the mm -hmm. best possible outcome and what can you do to get there? Focus on that. Learn about that. Read about that. Share about that. So that it's all solution based and you're focused on the possibility that things can get better. Cause otherwise it's just like you look into the future uh, and all you see is hellfire and doom mm -hmm. because you're focused on how bad it's going to be and right. how impossible it is to change on a massive scale. Mm -hmm. We have to start with ourselves individually and then let that ripple across the people that we love and care about. And I don't get preachy about it. I'm like, hey, this is an exciting thing. Do it or don't, you know? Yeah. Because if you try to if you try to engage with people nowadays, they're so set up to like fight you. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to tell you you're wrong. Well, tell me I'm wrong. Great. Or don't like, just try it or don't like, I'm not going to fight anybody anymore. I don't argue with anybody anymore because that then brings my vibration down. It makes it more difficult for me to focus on the solution and be a part of the solution because I'm like, then I'm like all upset because I have to fix this person's mindset. No, I can't change anybody's mind. I can mm -hmm. change my mind. I can change what I do. I can be an example. Mm -hmm. I can 
be an example for my kids. I can be an example for anybody. You know, there's so many people who just are like, oh, there is a way. I didn't know because I was so focused on like how shitty it was. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's as simple. It's like showing the way by doing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think something that's been transformative for me through COVID and even now when we're dealing with these wildfires and I can't do my usual things to feel better, like go outside, go into nature, um, because the air quality is completely shit right now. Um, really having a consistent morning practice that I do every single day to get myself in what Abraham Hicks would call the vortex, which I know yes. we've talked about to feel good right away every day. <laughs> Um, and for me, that's been journaling and doing some EFT, which is uh, tapping. If anyone's uh, unfamiliar with that, it's basically acupuncture without the needles. Um, but I'd be interested to hear what are some of your practices, whether it's a morning practice, just anything that you do daily to make sure that you're getting your energy right and feeling the best you can. Oh, yeah, it's actually becomes a routine now that I kind of forget about it as like, that's how I get to the space of, of this type of thinking. Um, before I get out of bed, I, um, I meditate. And um, I usually meditate around gratitude um, mm, yes. or, or like abundance mindset. And before yeah. my, you know, before my feet touch the ground. And then um, one of my mentors taught me that she, she that's something she does. And I kind of picked it up. And when my feet hit the ground, I say, I am grounded. Mm, I love that. And something magical is going to happen today. Mm -hmm. And then I pick up my gratitude journal. It's um, it's a called five, it's like a journal. It's five minutes a day to develop gra gratitude, mindfulness, and productivity. And um, every day I write three things that I'm grateful for. How three ways I'm going to make today awesome. Three positive affirmations. And then there's a little quote like, um, "Don't be pushed by your problems. Be led by your dreams." Ralph Waldo Emerson. And, um, and at the end of the day, I have to do the same sort of thing, like, cause the day then takes you in a lot of different directions and there's a lot of push and pull. And, you know, if I feel like I'm losing it in the middle of the day, I'll do it then. But um, at the end of the day, I'd like to end with the second part of my gratitude journal, like today's amazing moment. So I list three amazing moments. And sometimes it's like 10 and I'm writing all these little things. Cause I just want to recognize all the great things that happen in a, in a day. And like I go out on a walk with the dog and I take lots of pictures because there's like, wow, that's so beautiful. Little things, yeah. little tiny things. Mm -hmm. And you pay attention to them because you need them for your vibration. The other one is how could I have made this day even better? And then my goals and plans for tomorrow. So I'm focused on like, okay, this is this thing. I don't want to like go to bed thinking about, oh, I wish I had done that. I'll just write it down and make it a plan for tomorrow so I can leave it there. Mm -hmm. And then I get in bed and I do a meditation or a sleep hypnosis. Mm. Um, that play that plays all night long mm -hmm. so that if I wake up I can fall right back asleep yeah um, and so yeah the gratitude journal meditation it's like meditation gratitude before you hit the hit the world and then yeah. some sort of exercise like I like to take the dog for a walk and then I come back and work out and then I write a little bit um before, all before the kids wake up so like I love waking up and getting like I'm like I have a list of six things done before anyone else in the house is awake yeah which is crazy for me I used to never be a morning person and now I just <laughs> the morning is so great and then in the, awesome. in the evening I've got a way to wind down and to like focus on the good that happened in the day and how to make tomorrow better mm -hmm. and like 
I just sleep really well because I'm not holding all that weight on my shoulders mm -hmm. as I try to go back to sleep at the mm -hmm. end of the day. I love that you talked about a gratitude practice. I think that that is so fundamental to any anything that you're doing daily because it really gets you into the mindset of abundance, which is everything. You're only going to attract more of what you're thinking about, whether yeah. you're more on the muggle side of things or you believe in all of this woo stuff. It's all about perception and... Yeah, I, I love that. Um, okay, so to switch gears a little bit, we've talked about the mindset, we've talked about the basic, you know, nutritional things that we do to support ourselves. But I do want to talk to you a little bit about something you definitely know a lot about because you're a historian by trade. So something I've been thinking about are these different there, there's these two different competing concepts that I've been thinking about lately and I want to get your thoughts on it um so there's this idea a lot of people have been talking about lately and I think it was really popularized by Barack Obama in one of his speeches but it's an MLK concept I believe and it's the idea that the arc of human history is long but it leans toward justice um, I'm probably misquoting that, but that's the basic idea. And then um, in a new book that Sean King put out, he talks about the, the dip. Um, I don't know if you've read his book quite yet. Not yet. Um, so he puts forward this idea that he learned about when he was in college. I think it was uh, first put forth by Leopold von Bronck. I hope I'm saying his name right, which is that when you look at the span of human history and all of the different social trends that have ever happened, in reality, the idea that we are arcing toward progress and a more humane society, more compassion for each other isn't actually what we see. We tend to see a little bit of progress and then the deepest dips <laughs> in social progress that you can imagine. And um, so these dips can actually be pretty predictable anytime you have um, an era in the society when things progress, when the people with the typical source of power tend to lose that power and social trends become more and more equal, you'll see a huge dip in that society and its values and its compassion uh, for human rights. And so what Sean talks about in the book is how he sees a lot of what's going on now. Uh, to be a dip and a direct result of the presidency of Barack Obama, um, which I thought was pretty mind-blowing and powerful. Um, and his idea is, you know, the problem with the dip is that there's no, um, there's no end to the depths of human depravity when it really goes there. And so our job is to make sure it doesn't go as low as it can. I want to know what you think about that idea of you know, are, are we doomed anytime we make progress to go into these dips? Or are you hopeful that one day we're going to be able to develop a society that doesn't have to progress and regress endlessly? <laughs> wow. So 
that's a really interesting concept and I do think it's correct because when like you know if you just look at Barack Obama's presidency we're all like oh we're making all this progress so everybody becomes a little bit complacent mm-hmm. right and we're like oh, everything's good so now I can kind of tune out and just do me mm-hmm. and um and and then we have the dip of that we're in right now and we've seen the depths of human depravity go lower than I think ever mm-hmm. in, in human in human history I think uh, maybe aside from um the holocaust so mm-hmm. yeah um um I believe that that then spurs us back to action and then we'll see another rise. And the only, I think the only way we're going to stop with this thing is that first of all, I feel like there is a shift happening right now for me to be doing the spirituality thing that I'm doing. And um, the more I talk to finding other people that had the same shift. So I've I've always felt like there was going to be a time in history where the shift was going to um, happen you know, where things were, people were going to wake up, um, mm-hmm. consciousness was going to raise. And, and I honestly, uh, I, I mean, I pray that we are in that stage right now, that this dip is providing that shift. People are either going to go one way or the other. Some are going to go really low, but a lot of people who have just been hanging out in the middle are going up. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really like to hope that this is this, this shift that, that, I'm, that I'm having and that I'm going through and that I'm seeing like more and more and more people go through. And I'm trying to usher as many people through that shift as possible, like as a, for a living now. So mm-hmm. like, yeah. um, I really think that this could be the time when we make that shift. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of once we do get to those elevated levels where we have someone in office who's not, you know, maniacal. Um, uh, demon (laughs) I think that we have to then make sure that we don't get complacent that we keep riding the lightning and going further and um, and and still trying to 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 help other people grow and I think Mm -hmm. that's the hard part is like we're so set up to be like you know fighting that it's hard to help other people grow. Like even just saying like, hey, um, this is a good time to look at your white privilege and what it means and how you can use that to like help others can be like, you called me white privilege. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I'm just pointing out that that's something that exists. It's it's a reality. It's not like me calling you a name. It's Mm -hmm. me trying to get you to see something and then people don't wanna see Mm -hmm. that. They just see it as something they wanna fight. And so it's just about how do we reach people where we don't get that friction. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you just have to cut everyone off that doesn't believe the same things as you right. and just get in your bubble. And like, I don't think that that's the way to go. I don't think it's yeah, the way to dude. go at all. I think we have to find those people who, um, you know, who have hope that we have hope for, that we love and that we care about. Those are the people that we can get through to. And we just had to find a way to like, to communicate with them and help them um, to progress without feeling like we're preaching or we're right and they're wrong. Like there's mm-hmm. gotta be some middle ground and we have to stop cutting people off mm-hmm. and living in bubbles because it's convenient for us. Like we're gonna need to really keep working on people when when we get to this better place we have to keep working on people and not give up and not cut people off and not to tell people you're the wrong you're the bad guys mm-hmm. stop the good guys bad guys thoughts you know like yeah we got there's a little good and a little bad in all of us 
And totally. so we need to recognize that. Yeah. And so I want to acknowledge that. Open. Yeah. So I want to acknowledge that we are recording this um, before the results of the 2020 election come out. And so we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I imagine this will probably come out at a time that that's already happened, but who knows when everything's going to get sorted out. Um, you know, I personally am optimistic for the future, but I'm not necessarily planning on anything going necessarily our way um, in this election because there's a very real chance that um, we all may be in um, we all may be feeling some really difficult things uh, very, very soon, just like we have for the rest of this year. I don't think that this shit show of a year is going anywhere anytime soon. And so yeah. I want to acknowledge that someone could be listening to this that, you know, it's post 2020 election, things could be pretty great or they could be bad, but something really different. Or we could be well, Go we ahead. Be celebrating, celebrating a win that is is not as big of a win as we think it is. One hundred, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I think that these weather events uh, that we're experiencing in Colorado aren't going anywhere anytime soon. These social changes aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So I want to acknowledge that someone out there could be, you know, listening to us talk about positive mindset and being activated to be an agent of change, but they might not even feel like they can get out of bed uh, in the morning. They may feel so triggered right now or so scared of what's going to happen to themselves and their families that they're not, they're not even able to look after their basic, you know, mental health and physical health right now. So for someone that's looking out into a world that might be pretty scary, um, and pretty bleak, what advice would you give that person today to give them some hope for uh, the future? Hmm. That's heavy. <laughs> um, Not to put it I all mean, on you, Libby. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was in that place. I mean, I felt like I was in that place in before this transformation and um, maybe it was because I was in that place that I was like, yeah, I'll try anything. Or maybe it was because I've always kind of been around people who like you, you know, who cared about, you know, their health first. And like, you've always seemed pretty happy and you were a vegan. So I was like, maybe that's, there's a correlation there. Um, I, <laughs> I would say that maybe, um, maybe you need to look around you and see who is out there in your, in your vortex that can help you and reach out to them and say like, I'm really in a dark place. Do you have any idea how to help me? And like try to have a conversation about what they do to make them feel better. Mm -hmm. um, because joining the community that I joined um, at the time that I joined it has just opened up so much possibility that even if this election goes in the other direction or in the wrong direction, um, I know that I'm still going to be okay because I have these practices and I have this community and I know mm. that we are on a, on a mission to, to, to change the way that we uh, change our food supply, get glyphosate out of our food supply, to change the way that we farm, to um, vote with our dollar and not rely so heavily on the government to change and fix everything, but mm -hmm. to fix things ourselves 
and to help others fix things themselves. And like, there is, a, there is a movement out there like that, that can help you get out of bed and help you have a purpose and help you see the future that you want to see, because you have to have that vision of the future that you want to see in order to um, align your actions with that vision and um, move in that direction. Mm, I love it. And I couldn't think of a better way to leave off. Unless, so unless you have anything else you'd like to say, Libby, um, I think we will go ahead and leave it there. Do you have any last minute things or pieces of advice that you'd like to give people? Uh, no, that's it. I mean, if somebody, okay. <laughs> if you see it, if you see something like that out there that, that, that speaks to you, like, don't ignore it. It's the universe telling you that's your window. Mm, I love that. Perfect. Well, um, I will have all of Libby's information in the show notes and at the introduction of this podcast. So Libby, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this and for <laughs> you. And I love you so much. I love you. <laughs> it's Thanks, been great Libby. talking to you and seeing you. You too. <laughs> Bye, Libby. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Thanks.